I believe that everyone is creative. Then really, is there any way you could get it wrong? I think imposter syndrome comes up a lot. How could I be worthy of someone else thinking what I'm doing is awesome? Hello, my name is Cassandra Deanne and welcome to my podcast, Things I Talk About. Today, I'm going to be talking about creativity with Mari Riesberg. Mari is a therapist, a performer, podcaster, and a creativity cultivator. She was a trapeze aerial dancer for 17 years, and she grew up in the circus arts arena, which is so fascinating. And that's only a fraction of what she's accomplished. What I would like to do today is to look at creativity and how it relates to healing and liberating our individual expression. So Mari, thank you so much for joining me. I would love if you could share a little bit more about yourself and maybe kind of give us an idea of how your creative journey began. Well, thank you so much for the warm welcome, Cassandra. I'm super excited to be here to chat about creativity today, and I will happily start at the beginning (laughs) for you. So at the ripe age of three, I was a very rowdy kid, and my parents sent me to trapeze school, and that is where the performing bug kind of bit me, and I have been performing ever since in that more kind of formalized creative arts expression of creativity. Now, it wasn't until much later in my life when I was living in New York City, I was singing with an Irish band, I was working as a nanny, flexing creativity in different ways that I started to shift how I saw creativity and what creativity really was. I think for a very long time, I only associated creativity with the performing arts, fine arts, dance, music, you know, painting, drawing, (laughs) writing, all of that. And it wasn't until I started my dance movement therapy master's degree where I really discovered this shift in creativity and what it means to be creative. And so today, my experience of creativity is very, very different than it was when I was younger. I do still perform. I dance tango. I sing and act and whenever I have the time and whenever I can. But creativity to me is about the everyday experience and how I look at my life through a creative lens, whether that's how I get dressed in the morning, how I put food on a plate, how I go on a walk in my neighborhood, how I choose to drive, what path I take, how I think about different things that I have going on in my life. So it really has shifted to be more of everyday creativity and a creative mindset than Mm. only in performing arts. I love that. I love thinking of it in that fashion for the everyday expression, because I know a lot of people even seem to get held up or caught up in labels of, you know, oh, this is just my hobby or, you know, I'm not really an artist. I'm, you know, I'm not really a creative. So I loved how you explained it in a fashion that shows the different ways in which our mind and our expression every day we are 
expressing ourselves creatively. I love it. And now I was going to ask you, what does it mean to you to be a creative? But I feel like you've answered that. So you get a gold star. (laughs) Yay. (laughs) Yeah. So maybe I'm going to replace that question with, can you tell us a little bit more of, you mentioned the healing arts and aspects Mm -hmm. of that. Now, I do know from looking at uh, the work you've done that you do work with creatives. Maybe you could share a little bit more with us about how you work with them. Absolutely. Well, first of all, I believe that everyone is creative. There isn't a special creativity gene that only certain people are born with. We are all creative. And as we get older, we tend to lose our creativity because Mm. it is kind of learned We learn our way out of creativity. You know, the number of questions a five-year-old child asks is 140 a day. The number of questions a 40-year-old asks is four. Wow. So that disparity of curiosity and questions is something that I love to remind my clients of and support them to find that childlike curiosity and childlike wonder of asking questions, thinking about things from a new perspective. How would you turn an object into something else Mm -hmm. to give more opportunities for creative moments in seemingly uncreative times in your life? So working with clients, I believe that the foundation of creativity is safety. So Mm. if you don't feel safe to take a risk, it's going to be really, really difficult to kind of bring more creativity into your everyday life. So Mm. I do a lot around healing in terms of physical safety, emotional safety, and psychological safety, and how those three components need to be pretty dialed for you to get to that edge of your comfort zone, because creativity comes alive at the edge of your comfort zone. Mm -hmm. It doesn't happen in your comfort zone. Yes, you can express yourself creatively in your comfort zone and have things that you do that you've turned into habits or things that you love to do that are easy and they can be creative, but to really start that journey of originality, new ideas, we got to get to that edge of our comfort zone. And so much healing happens there. And when we don't have a foundation of safety, it can be incredibly challenging to cross into what I like to call a stretch zone just outside of our comfort zone, where we're stretching into new arenas, trying new things, looking at things in new ways. But until we have that foundation of safety, it's going to be pretty challenging to get there. Mm. Yeah, that's, that's really good. And it's interesting, because I think, you know, one thing I were, you know, I worked in the wedding industry for many, many years. And, you know, there, there was a common theme there of comparison. And Mm. I think what's interesting in hearing you say that, like having that sense of, I'm, I'm hearing it almost as a sense of self or, you know, along with that safety, because you have to Mm -hmm. know who you are, you know, and that have that expression to feel like you're willing to venture out. And I love the approach of 
looking at it as having that safety to venture out into the unknown, into doing something different. That's, I've not heard it stated that way, but yeah, that's, that's really good. Yeah. And I think maybe that's where a lot of creatives might have difficulties with comparison and looking outside of themselves. But yeah, the expression of creativity, as you're describing it is is more playful, you know, Mm -hmm. from that sense, and allowing yourself to step into that. That's really good. I love it. Thank you. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) And so I also noticed that you have you do, you work with somatic psychology. Mm-hmm. And so I'm a very inquisitive person and I've heard this mentioned before. I would love it if you would maybe elaborate a little bit more for listeners who perhaps aren't familiar with what that is. Absolutely. So the word somatic is just referring to our body. So okay. it's body-based psychology and it's really about bridging the gap between the body and the mind. Most of Western culture and society functions from the shoulders up. And I pay attention to not only the shoulders up, but also the shoulders down. <laughs> I want to I wanna know what the landscape of an internal experience in terms of sensations, feelings, emotions are really playing out or living in your body. Our body holds a lot of information that we like to ignore, discount, or pretend mm-hmm. isn't there. And oftentimes, the more we ignore, the bigger it becomes until it gets to the point where we can't ignore it anymore. Mm -hmm. So somatic psychology or somatic in general is just about attending to our physical body as well as our mind. Our mind is a part of our physical body. So what are the sensations we get or the small cues or the a little alarms that go off when we are experiencing anxiety, depression, fear, joy, sadness, disgust, you know, all of the emotions, our system is having a physical experience that we often don't pay attention to. And yet, if we started to pay attention to it, we may have way more information about why that's happening, why something feels uncomfortable, how it feels uncomfortable, and then what do I need to do to shift that or support my nervous system to feel more safe or to Mm. feel more present or to feel more in tune with the present moment I'm in. Mm. Okay. Got it. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. And in hearing you speak to that, I'm just reflecting on some of the times in which I've, you know, created or done something and you talk about coming into the body. And Mm -hmm. I think so many of us can relate to those moments in which we sort of just zone out in doing our thing. And so we are detaching from that mind, you Mm -hmm. know, and we're stepping into that expression and into the body to allow that flow to take place. So that's, that's good. Thank you. Awesome. Yeah, absolutely. I love the term flow, Mikai Chiksink Mikai, who kind of 
coined that phrase in the world of psychology and creativity and how it is a physical experience Mm -hmm. stepping into that losing a sense of time and becoming one with whatever it is you're doing but it's something not only creatives experience but athletes experience Mm -hmm. it musicians if you're they say they're they felt like they were in the pocket of a song or athletes running cycling writers you know everyone can experience flow. It's not just for creatives, but it is a creative experience. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. So fun. Ah, awesome. So my next question I have for you would be, so when we're looking at creative expression, why would you say that it's important for us to express or use this energy of creativity? And what could be some of the side effects if we repress that energy inside? Mm, I love this question. The first thing that comes to mind is, well, expressing creativity actually helps you live longer they've done studies on it. So I think we should all be creative. Um, the I think the piece that when we stifle or ignore or discount a creative urge or creative expression or creative experience, we're denying an aspect of who we are. You said earlier that idea of identity, creative identity. You may not need to call yourself a creative if that isn't something that is in alignment with yourself, but being able to express ideas in a board meeting is a creative expression. (laughs) Being able to and, and not feeling like your idea is going to be ridiculed or made fun of. So that's where that psychological safety comes in again. Mm-hmm. But being, you know, when we start repressing or tamping down creativity in our life, we're not only shifting our own sense of self, but we're also taking away our joy. Creativity is an expression of joy. And when we ignore it or sweep it under the rug, we're essentially telling joy, you're not welcome. Mm -hmm. I don't want you. And is that really what people want in their life? I think most of the time when I talk to people, they are looking to have or experience more joy in their life because they're feeling stagnant or like they've lost a part of themselves because how much of their creative expression they have ignored or swept under the rug. Mm. Yeah hearing that and reflecting on my journey on this subject of repression, it's interesting because while I was a creative, I guess you could say, in the profession I did as a wedding professional, it was something that I constantly felt themes of burnout because mm. I there were underlining because, you know, we're talking about healing and creativity here. Yeah. So I'm going to go a little deep. Um, but I had a dysfunctional childhood in which 
I Mm -hmm. wasn't, I lacked in confidence. You know, you talk Mm -hmm. about having that safety to express. And my journey has been that once I realized and healed some of that, I actually chose to leave my wedding business behind Mm -hmm. that I wanted something different for myself. And I recently since I've healed and Mm -hmm. grown more confidence and sort of stepped into more of my natural expression of self, Mm -hmm. I've actually, I've had more interest in more of the performing type arts and things and started an acting class. And, you know, it was, it was interesting because the first night of the class, she wanted us to work on character development and Mm -hmm. it was this improv sort of thing. And she gave us no time to think about it, but told us to empathize and and choose a character that wasn't something we were comfortable with. Mm. And I had no time to think about it. And I instantly, I did it. And I was in the car on the way home and, you, and you're never going to believe this, but I realized in that moment, what came out of me was mm-hmm. a desire to empathize and understand someone who had hurt me in my mm. past. So I was like, whoa, this, I told my husband, I was like, this acting class is therapeutic. <laughs> you oh know? yeah. It's, it's, uh, you know, and once again, it was like, being you mentioned earlier like being present in the moment and it's it was Mm -hmm. interesting because in that moment being present what spoke to me what came forward you know was wanting to empathize with someone Mm -hmm. that had hurt me and understand them and and so yeah i do think creativity and and healing and the trauma and the things that we've gone through are definitely intertwined and Mm -hmm. if i wouldn't have gone through what i did and gained the confidence that i did i definitely wouldn't have been there in that acting class (laughs) yeah Yeah, that's wonderful like amazing (laughs) to have that experience and now realize that that is an option if you choose to go there to keep having those new experiences and being curious about them. And that's where creativity keeps showing up. I love it. Mm. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. So what would you say, since we've kind of gotten in a little deeper, what would you say in your work with clients and, you know, the different realms you've been a part of, what would be one of the biggest fears or limitations that you sense creatives struggle with or have challenges with in their crafts? Yeah. Oh, to pick one, I, I don't know that I could <laughs> pick one. There's so many. I think imposter syndrome comes up mm. a lot. How could I, who haven't been doing XYZ for a million years, be worthy of someone else thinking what I'm doing is awesome? Or I don't know what I'm doing. How can I convince someone else that I that it's worth it's worthy. So I think a lot of value and worth get tied up in that imposter syndrome, but also fear, anxiety, um, 
just self-imposed blocks, perfection, whew, mm. that is such a big one. The perfectionism or the needing to know, the fear of the unknown or mm. the fear of uncertainty. I like to remind clients like uncertainty is the status quo. Mm. However, we aren't comfortable with being uncomfortable and un- with uncertainty. So doing, you know, finding those pieces and coming back to safety, but then we have an identity and integrity and possibility and vision and collaboration, all these pieces that go into kind of reclaiming creativity or awakening creativity for the first time, but also kind of redesigning who you are and who you want to be, I think Mm -hmm. is part of part of it. I mean, I know some people don't believe you have blocks in creativity. They just think that that's a bunch of hooey and (laughs) they're gonna say, you just keep showing up and creativity will find you. And that can be true. Mm -hmm. And the other is also very true. So I think it's a personal journey and everyone navigates it in their own way. And I know for myself, my creativity blocks often come with um, stress and being Mm -hmm. really stressed out and recognizing, oh, I haven't done all of the little creative bursts that I know help reignite my creativity. And so catching catching those moments is really important for me to re-spark creativity in my own life. but yeah, for me, it's definitely stress and malaise and feeling like, oh God, it's too much. I can't, I, I yeah. need a break. So yeah. 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 I, I would, I would agree with that. And I definitely feel like for me, I do believe that the more we, we heal and evolve into our, our expression, ourself, the more we will liberate that creative expression and it'll just yeah. ooze out um even more magically <laughs> i guess I'd absolutely say. yeah yeah so you mentioned imposter syndrome being a big one and i definitely would agree with that so if someone was listening to this and mm-hmm. that was a challenge for them what would be the first step you would say or the 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 advice you would give in how to sort of overcome or move past that Yeah. So imposter syndrome really comes from our conscious mind and creativity lives in our unconscious or subconscious mind. And so some ways to kind of work with imposter syndrome is through free writing. So Mm. getting a journal and writing nonstop for 20 minutes. Don't let your pen leave the page. If all you can think of is I'm an imposter, write it 500 times until a new thought comes. And the more you practice that really tapping into that subconscious space in your mind, the more information becomes available about who you really are. The imposter, yeah, we can worry about what other people think or compare ourselves to others, but comparison is the thief of joy. So Mm -hmm. reminding ourselves that we're here to do something that brings us joy. It's not about anyone else. 
what are you doing in your creative experience that's just for you? You may not share it with anyone else, but how are you keeping your own creative cup full so that you can share other creative things with other people, but it's not about the end product. Creativity is the process from beginning to just about the end. And then innovation is the product that you're putting out into the world. So I do a lot of like mindfulness guided imagery working around the process. You know, I I don't know if you've seen the image of like the swirls of what seemed to be chaos in the creative process of like, this is amazing. This is total crap. I'm crap. This might be okay. This is amazing. Just that whole process. So knowing that it is a process and it's not the only way, like you're allowed to step outside of imposter syndrome. You're allowed to get have ideas and share them. You're allowed to do something that's just for you and not for anyone else. Mm. It Creativity can be a very private, personal experience and that's okay. Mm. That's really good. And I love your suggestion of writing. I mean, if I had to write and I'm an, you know, imposter <laughs> 500 times, I'm, I definitely would be shifting that energy um, because... Yeah. <laughs> that doesn't sound fun. <laughs> it wouldn't bring yeah. me joy. Um, but yeah, I love that idea because I personally believe that when we allow ourselves to pause and entertain with curiosity who we are, what we want, what we enjoy. Mm-hmm. And I've mentioned as well, write down on a piece of paper, just whatever <laughs> comes to your mind, because I just feel like intuitively that will reconnect with those Mm. things that do, you know, we do identify or we do find joy in ultimately once Mm -hmm. we allow it. And so, yeah, that's a great, that's a great suggestion. Yeah. I'm just digesting that all. Yeah. Yeah. Good, good stuff. Awesome. My next question would be, you know what, actually I'm going to skip a question. I'm kind of just going to go here. You mentioned earlier, you mentioned earlier something you were talking about blockages and you talked Mm -hmm. about some sort of, um, way to kind of get you back. You said creative burst. There was some word you used, but some way to get back into yourself or Mm -hmm. that flow. Can you elaborate a little bit more on that and how, you know, when we are experiencing blockages, how would, you know, how would someone find that thing to kind of spark us back up? Sure. There are so many ways, but some of the top ways that work for me is getting outside and going for a walk. If Mm. I don't have enough time to get outside and go for a walk, I'll stand outside in bare feet on the grass or, If I can't leave the house because I've got meetings or clients, I literally will stick my fingers in the dirt in my plants to ground myself and like come back to who I am. Um, Another thing that I do is meditation. So I might do a quick five, 10 minute guided meditation, or I will put on my favorite song and move my body just for the song. It's not like a whole album. It's three to four minutes, put it on dance around my office or around my living room or in my bedroom. 
and kind of imagine myself shaking off whatever is sticking to my system that isn't helping me in this moment. Um, Other things, I'll go play a game. Mm -hmm. Um, Sometimes I will do something completely different and creative. So I will color in a coloring book, or if I don't have a coloring book, I will literally scribble on a page and then color in whatever design I've scribbled. Um, These are just like a few quick ways to re spark or boost your creativity that, you know, sometimes I notice myself getting so narrowly focused on Mm -hmm. something and Mm -hmm. I recognize that my my thoughts are just kind of jumbling or something isn't working and I need a break so Mm -hmm. I take a break and sometimes I'll go wash the dishes and let my mind kind of work stuff out but that's why you know 75% of people say they have their best ideas when they're taking a shower And so going and doing a mundane task that doesn't take a lot of thought effort is a great way to have creative ideas come to the forefront of your mind or solve a problem in that fashion. So I'll wash dishes, I'll fold laundry, I'll vacuum. Um, But those are just some of the ways that I personally use to reboost or re-spark creativity in those moments of overwhelm or stress or feeling like I have creative stagnation. Mm, yeah. I I think that as a society, we all just, you know, those are wonderful tips. I think we all get so used to being busy. Mm-hmm. Uh, I love how you mentioned, I mean, sticking the fingers in the dirt thing, going <laughs> outside. That's totally my jam now. We live with uh, near my in-laws on the same property and they're fairly conservative and structured and I'll be out there laying in the grass and my husband will be like, oh, Cassandra, dad's going (laughs) to see you. And I'm like, for laying in the grass, I mean, we shouldn't be uptight about that. But yeah. I think that so often we're so busy in all the things we think we have to or should do and we don't stop and and take that moment to do those things and yeah I personally find them very refreshing and before this I went through a spontaneous spiritual awakening and before mm-hmm. that in my career as a creative, I can remember my husband saying, I would be so frustrated and my husband would say, Cassandra, take a break, stop, take a break. And it's like, I can't, I can't, I'm not going to be able to take a break. And, you know, but yeah, I hate to say he was right, but you know, (laughs) once I did take the break, you, like you said, you're washing the dishes, you're in the shower, you're, you're detaching from, I think, I feel like a lot of it's somewhat detaching from that mental state of Mm -hmm. that, uh, yang expression. I have to, I need to, I must, I should. And we just kind of like, okay, we're just going to like step into the unknown into Mm -hmm. the moment and it yeah. come and so yeah those are awesome i love all of those um <laughs> suggestions so yeah 
Very cool. So now we've we've explored a lot of mindset topics around creativity and and how, you know, as creatives, we can best kind of step into that. You talked about that sense of needing that safety or security in the, you know, in the process. Let's kind of go back and revisit a little bit of that. And so what would be your advice for the those that are maybe caught up in some of all of those things you mentioned that are, you know, the imposter Mm -hmm. syndrome and, you know, the stress and anxiety and comparison, what would be advice you would give for someone that's wanting to start their healing journey and to sort of tackle some of these topics? Well, first of all, I would recommend creating safety in your physical space. Have a space, whether it's in your home or at at your office, if you have a desk, how is your desk your safe space? I have this little rubber duck (laughs) on my desk. I have plants. I have these pictures behind me. Um, So what are the things that bring you safety and comfort? into that external space that you have. I think that is a great, great place to start in terms of getting ready to tackle some of these other aspects that are coming up for you in your life or in your creative expression or creative experience. And if you think about, you know, safe mind, what are the thoughts you're telling yourself about your creative experience? Are you kind of reprimanding Mm -hmm. or critiquing or criticizing? And how can you just notice the phrases that you're telling yourself? And what might be a challenge statement to those phrases? Mm -hmm. And coming up with several challenge statements around whatever that internal narrative or dialogue is that you're telling yourself, because not only do you want your physical space to feel safe, you also want your mind to feel safe. And then are you making time in your schedule to be creative? Mm -hmm. So that safety around time. So a lot of often many people will say, I just don't have enough Mm -hmm. time. And time is a choice. You create your schedule. If you wanted to put it in your schedule, you have the control and the power to do that. What would it be like to schedule 10 minutes a day or five minutes a day or three and a half minutes a day, whatever that is for you to start building a creative routine for yourself? Or how might you add it to something you're already doing? If it's getting dressed and you're going to focus your creativity in that arena in your life for the moment, how are you being really present, checking in with yourself? How do I feel today? How do I want to show up in my life? Do I want to feel powerful? Do I want to feel in control? Do I want to feel sassy? Or am I feeling like a little sexy or secretive? I want to have a secret that no one else knows. What outfit would that be? Or do I just want to feel comfortable and held and supported? So what what outfit does that look like? So how are you bringing in creativity in small ways that's just for you? It's not about 
comparing it to someone else or that you're doing it a wrong way. There is no wrong way to be creative. You, how you choose to express your creativity is the best and perfect way for you. I had a client was telling me, I'm just not creative. I don't do anything creative. And literally they color code their calendar. (laughs) And I was like, that is the most creative thing. (laughs) Like they've got highlighters and stickers and all. I was like, holy hell, that is your creative experience. So sometimes it's just looking at the things you're already doing and seeing the creativity that's inherently in Mm, them. I love it. And, and oh, all of that is so good. And I, I was surprised you, you started off with mentioning your space, but I, you know, it's interesting because I, I mentioned that I stepped away from my wedding work and where I film my podcast mm-hmm. and everything um, is my external home studio where I used to work and do mm-hmm. my florals. And when I stopped doing what I did, there was a lot of negativity that I felt around the space, but yet yeah. I, I, I kind of committed to regrow the relationship with it. And I know that sounds, mm-hmm. you know, to some people that might sound silly, but I did. I, I cleaned it all out. I moved things. I got rid of things yeah. and I, you know, I added, I redecorated with a few things and and this is where i meditate and a lot of my journey mm-hmm. has come through the form of meditation and so man this room has seen so much it is my safe space i feel almost more connected to it than i do my home and i love my home too but it's like this is this yeah. is my special place and and so i love that because that's that's easy simple steps that people could start Mm -hmm. to just show up for themselves, you know, and, and it's creative when you're, when you're putting thought into what is important or comforting to you that, yeah, that's, that's, I love it. I love it. So good. Thank you. Oh, you are so welcome. I, I think it's fantastic. Creating a relationship with your space is so important. Because it's where you spend your time. And if you hate it, you're not going to want to spend any time there. So (laughs) taking that extra time to build that relationship to your space or redo your space to support your safety, your expression, that you actually want to go there and be there. Huge. Totally huge. So good. Awesome. So... Um, a fun question. I mean, you've mentioned singing and I mean, the trapeze stuff and everything of all the things you've played with and done and ways you've expressed yourself. Can you, can you share what's your, what has been the most exciting or your favorites or any fun stories in relation to these? It's like, I want to vicariously live through your experiences right now. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Oh my goodness. I, I mean, I love performing and I love creative expression and I will always be a singer. Singing is something that brings me so much joy, even if I'm singing in the shower or in the car or, you know, outside and 
on a hike and singing. And that brings me so much joy. It fuels my soul Mm. to sing. And I think the other thing that really fuels my soul is to play. Like if I'm not playing, I know something is seriously off. (laughs) If I'm not on a walk, jumping in puddles, swinging on swings, digging in the dirt, you know, I, then it's, yeah, just like re experiencing childlike wonder and, and knowing that as an adult, it's a hundred percent allowed to enjoy swinging on a swing or the next time you see that someone has drawn a hopscotch on the sidewalk, do it. (laughs) See what happens. Like I will never pass up a hopscotch on the sidewalk. It's amazing. Yeah. Oh gosh, that's so fun. It's interesting because I, I, I love, I love your energy and I, I can feel and sense like all of that you're speaking of. And on my journey, one of the hardest things was, you know, they'd say, connect with your inner child, connect with your inner child. And I'm like, I don't know how to connect with my inner child. You know, I just, I, I didn't, you know, I still had so much to kind of go through, but yeah, it's, it's beautiful when you get to the point when you can say, I'm here to experience this and just be a part of it. And you mentioned earlier in reference to creativity, you can't get it wrong. And this has been an approach that I full heartedly believe in my life Mm. is that you Mm -hmm. can't get it wrong because if every experience we go through offers some sort of growth or revelation or creative expression Mm. or joy, then really is there any way you could get it wrong and so to embody life so fully to play and do those things and yeah i i've i've gone through someone who's worked with me um in a form of yoga to help heal some of the inner um trauma stored in my body yeah and when i Mm -hmm. first started working with her anything she had me she had me skip in the yard and stuff like this and it would cause these like dramatic responses of of emotion in me and so i'm grateful for the work i've done there too because in the first thing in acting classes they're like do these big dramatic (laughs) motions and yeah i called my friend i said you you you'd be happy because i I couldn't have done this if I wouldn't have gone through this work. So I think it's just, you know, beautiful how all of these, these things to express ourselves and be present and enjoy life and create Mm -hmm. comes from, yeah, healing and evolving and growing and and it helps us. It's a tool that helps us yeah. along the way oh. in doing that. So it's just so intricately entwined together. So, yeah, it absolutely is. And just for listeners, not every day is sunshine and rainbows <laughs> in my life. I know it may sound like that. I've got my demons. I've got we the all challenges. Do, yeah. <laughs> we all do. And, and I think, you know, it's, 
being able to move with mm-hmm. them and recognize that they're present. And we have days where we, I have days where I don't feel creative at all. And I literally just want to like ignore creativity and do really mundane tasks and not express myself. And, and it's okay. Mm-hmm. Those days are okay. Yeah. It's about the balance. Mm-hmm. It's not the all or nothing. It's that space in between. And so I think that is a really important reminder for people yeah. to recognize that we're not having a hundred percent creative days. We have, you know, 50% awesome. 30% great. <laughs> it's how it's what you do with the days you have. Yeah. Some days you're sitting meditating and crying, you know, and oh, working through the been things. Been there. Yeah. Been there. <laughs> so yeah. Awesome. Well, thank you so much. This has been an incredible conversation. And I think that there's just so much um, for our listeners to digest that you've shared wonderful tips. And I'm even excited to go back and re-listen to all of it because I was trying to keep track of everything. I'm like, oh my gosh, that's good. That's good. So yeah, thank you so much. Um, Before we head out, I would love if you could share how people can connect with you Also, if there's anything you're super excited about right now that you're working on, um, either personally or professionally, anything that you'd like to share with us? Yeah. So people can find me at Sustaining Creativity, literally on all the platforms, Facebook, Instagram, uh, LinkedIn, it's Mari Reesberg, but TikTok, um, I am Sustaining Creativity. I have, I'm hosting the Sustaining Creativity podcast. You can find that on all podcast listening platforms as well. Um, The things I'm super excited about right now is I'm putting together my creativity journal, which is going to be a 90 day, five minute a day creativity journal. If people are interested in, they can reach out. They can go to my website, sustainingcreativity.com and send me a message if you want to get on my mailing list to find out when it's going to be out in the world or if you want to try some pages I would love feedback on that as well and yeah I do workshops right now it's it for universities in their theater and dance departments so if you're a university and are interested please reach out and let me know awesome so cool well thank you so much for joining us here today and so for those listening i hope that this has helped you I feel inspired, really. I don't know about you, but I'm feeling inspired for sure. And be patient with yourself on your journey to healing. And you're not alone. These topics of imposter syndrome, you know, comparison, all these things are things we all go through. And so I hope that this has helped you realize ways in which you can reconnect with yourself and heal and evolve through some of this. So, Thank you so much for listening. And until next time, have a lovely day. Bye.